Hi, welcome back. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she and her, and today we have a very special episode. I've reached out to a few former guests of the podcast, as well as a few uh, guests who are coming up on our podcast, and I've asked them, in light of uh, Pride Month coming to a close, Obviously, we want conversations about LGBTQ plus inclusion to continue all year round. So I've asked them to recommend a few resources that listeners might want to explore beyond June 30th. I'm going to kick things off with my recommendation. It's a book that came out in 2020 called Be Gay, Do Comics. It's edited by Matt Boers, Matt Lubchansky, Sarah Merck, and Larry Harris. It's a collection of incredible comics by queer authors. Um, I highly endorse checking out this book, asking your library uh, to include it. It's a fantastic text, and I think lots of folks would enjoy. So, on with the rest of our guests sharing their recommendations for you to check out. Up first is an educator named Christina out of Berlin, Germany, sharing her recommendations. As Pride Month comes to a close, I would like to suggest some further reading and viewing to continue to keep queer perspectives and LGBTQ students at the forefront of educators' mind as they go into the next school year and just in general. Um, the first book that I would like to suggest is Safe is Not Enough by Michael Sadowski because safe truly is not enough anymore. And while it has never been enough for LGBTQ plus students, now is the time where we're really having these conversations and safe truly isn't enough. We need to make sure that LGBTQ students have equity and every student should be safe. So this particular book includes a lot of case studies in the U.S. And while they are U.S.-based, they are easily transferable to international school context. And we need to move beyond this deficit-based thinking and making sure that we actually provide proactive care and proactive uh, support and equity for students. And this book is great for leadership teams it helps with policy changes it helps educators to look at their curriculum and really it basically puts lgbtq plus students at the forefront and you know they also uh, michael sadowski also talks about gay straight alliances and how they can be used but there are so many different ideas and different ways that you can um, approach making sure that LGBTQ students have support and have equity in schools. And this book is just one of the many books that you should be reading. But it is a great starting point, especially for beginners. Um, the next recommendation I would like to give is the film or the documentary on Netflix called Disclosure. And what I think you are going to learn a lot about and what I learned a lot about because even though I'm a queer educator I am still learning a lot about trans folks and their oppression and their um, struggles and this particular documentary looks at trans representation in the media and it really unpacks why society has this negative perception of the trans community and what you're truly going to get out of this is that you are going to hear from so many diverse perspectives. 
you've got so many different types of bodies, you've got so many different types of races, you have got trans people from all over the world um, talking about this, this topic, and truly it is another way for you to get a little bit of an insight into the queer community, but particularly the trans community. So uh, I hope my recommendations are going to be useful for you and really Pride Month doesn't end at the end of June, especially as you are going into the new school year. I really want educators to start looking at their curriculum, changing their texts, making sure that protagonists and narratives are written by queer people and um, put queer people at the center of the narrative. And um, I look forward to what many of you are going to be doing in the future. Um, One of the things that I can do to help support you is our school's GSA or Gay Straight Alliance has been active for over 13 years now. And I would love to connect with any educators out there who are looking to start a GSA, who want to connect with our GSA. Um, And one of the other things that I've done as a drama teacher is created a space for queer students and staff to be able to share their stories through the coming out monologues. And if anyone wants to collaborate or to see that framework, they're more than welcome to get in touch with me. This is Ange Maloney um, from Hong Kong, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to do to keep the conversations about pride happening uh, in July and beyond. Um, So as we get ready for summer and I've got a couple of days left of school, I'm thinking about the books I'm going to read. And I'm going to read Lot uh, Stories. It's by Brian Washington. It's a collection of short stories from a young black gay author from the US. I'm going to read You Exist Too Much by Zaina Arafat, uh, a novel of self-discovery following a Palestinian-American girl as she navigates queerness, love addiction, and a series of tumultuous relationships. I think it's great to read stories about or by um, LGBTQ folks. Um, I like to have these at the ready to hand to students or colleagues when they ask for book recommendations. Um, So I'd also add My Brother's Husband and Snapdragon, two great books that I got from Katie Vance, to that list um, if you're looking for other things to read this summer. Um, Documentaries, check out Disclosure um, and The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Just so important um, when you really want to um, dig into conversations, uh, especially around um, trans people, uh, the trans movement. Uh, the intersection with um, Black Lives Matter. Um, I think there are two really key documentaries to watch. So if you haven't seen them, put them on your summer watch list. Um, If you need something to listen to on your daily walks, Pants, it's so silly. But if you're a fan of the L word, um, please listen to Pants. And if you're not a fan of the L word, listen to Pants while they recap season one. There's a bit of two for one special there. Um, So that's a Pants podcast. Um, in the movie scene, if you liked Portrait of a Lady on Fire, of course you did, and Ammonite, of course you did, then watch The World to Come, that's coming out now, maybe streaming, maybe at cinemas, I need to check it out. Lesbian period movie, seems to be all the rage at the moment. And throw some new tunes into your mix with um, King Princess, um, or, and or Girl in Red, that's who I've been listening to lately. Uh, if you want some TV, then as I said before, the L Word, L Word reboot, if, you want to, if you've missed some things of late, 
You need something new for you to watch. Gentleman Jack, Feel Good, Dickinson, Special, Vita, High Maintenance. Um, yes, we watch too much TV, but these are some fantastic, um, high-quality TV um, that center around uh, LGBTQ um, characters. So lots and lots of pop culture references here. I hope that's okay. I really think it's valuable to, to, to have a library of this kind of stuff at the ready to share with your students and colleagues. Um, really important ways to keep, keep talking about pride. Um, happy summer, everybody. Stay safe. Hi, my name's Katie, and I am a librarian. This summer, I'd like to encourage you to take some time to read queer books with queer characters by queer authors. Recently, I have read and enjoyed a set of essays called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life by Sam Samantha Irby. Perfect on paper, a sweet romance, YA romance with a great bisexual character by Sophie Gonzalez. Cheer Up, Love and Pom Poms by Crystal Frazier. I just crushed that today. It is a graphic novel coming out in August, and it's a beautiful high school story of a uh, bisexual girl and a trans girl on a cheerleading team and really coming into their own. I also enjoyed The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. And while I read this next recommendation quite long ago, the Saga comics are amazing and so, so queer. They're just wonderful. I'm looking forward to reading in the near future, One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston, who's the author of Red, White, and Royal Blue, Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune, The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley, and Bruised by Tanya Boteju, as well as Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. In addition to making sure that you're reading queer books, you should also make sure that your social media accounts are including queer people living their lives. My recommendation would be to follow Julie S. Lalonde on Twitter. She's a queer femme and activist, a stalking survivor, and a sexual assault response officer in Ontario. Please be sure to take advantage of one of her free online bystander intervention trainings. There are so many ways to be an ally, but one of them is knowing how to respond and or how to intervene when you see someone being harassed. Uh, I was really impressed by her online training and now I feel safe and confident to figure out how to respond when I see someone being harassed and make sure that both me and the person who is being harassed stay safe. So happy reading and happy learning. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Justin Garcia and I am a first grade teacher in Chiang Mai, Northern Thailand. And uh, I would like to share with you a couple of things that um, I think would be really helpful for teachers moving forward uh, with Pride season, right? And yes, June is the month of, of Pride, but as we all know, Pride is a year-long celebration, not just a month-long you know, term of recognition. And I encourage teachers, um, especially if you're cis, um, heterosexual, and white, um, to find ways to queer their classrooms all year long and to find ways to embed um, 
queer topics and theories and discussions um, throughout their curriculum and really to design um, lessons to to highlight and center these stories and one piece of literature that I'm reading this summer that I think uh, would be really beneficial for all teachers is a book called Reading the Rainbow LGBTQ plus inclusive ELA instruction by Caitlin Ryan and Jill Herman Wilmerth and this book um, focuses on this inclusive ELA instruction in elementary schools which is an often overlooked um, age group when talking about you know queer instruction and queer curriculum it's mostly centered around middle and high school and this book is really great because it provides real conversations and examples in elementary classrooms with how teachers are um, queering their lessons and their curriculum um, many and the, some of these teachers have prescribed curriculum that they have no choice to teach so you know how they go about queering these prescribed texts and lessons included in this text um, but also ways to design your own lessons to center queer stories and queer themes that way when we're teaching inclusive you know queer instruction it's not just an add-on they these stories and these themes are centered in our teaching and one thing that has stuck out to me in this text so far that I think is very relevant for um, all teachers is um, the idea of challenging categories and the text this text goes into what categories are but they are it's human nature to put things for us to put things into boxes right and to use binaries it's kind of our default method of thinking um, but these categories these boxes can also reinforce harmful stereotypes. So, for example, if um, someone is born and assigned male at birth, um, that category of being male comes with a lot of cultural and societal expectations um, that really don't center the this individual, right? Um, and this book, one quote from this 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 book reading the rainbow is you know lived experiences are a lot more complicated than binaries and categories and us as teachers what we what we read and what we learn and what we teach reinforces these categories um, and it's important to not only challenge these in class as they come up but also to design lessons and conversations around these categories as you teach as you teach to be in so you can be intentional about it and this is especially important um, if you're again cis and white and heterosexual um, it's our responsibility as teachers to to challenge these um, because they can be harmful for our students um, so with that being said i will be talking about this in an upcoming summit called um, hashtag ml summit um, ml stands for multilingual and it's um, hosted by Katie Topple and Tan Hyun. You can find them on Twitter to learn more about it. And we'll continue to talk about these in, in our Twitter chat, hashtag queer underscore edu chat. And you can find me on Twitter at crew, K-R-U-U underscore Justin too. Uh, and we can continue the conversation from there. 
So anyway, happy Pride, and I hope everybody has a wonderful and safe summer. Thank you. Hi there, everybody. My name is Victoria Thompson, and I am a STEM integration transformation coach at Technology Access Foundation. And I'm really excited to be speaking with y'all about Beyond Pride Month because this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. I very much believe that LGBTQAI plus inclusion should not just happen during the month of Pride, but it should really happen all the time. June is not enough. We've got to be doing this constantly. So I've got a couple of recommendations that I think would be good for y'all to take a look at if you are interested. First and foremost, if you're really kind of thinking about educational technology, because I'm a huge, huge, huge ed tech person, I am a gigantic fan of Pear Deck. Pear Deck, the best way that I can describe it is that it's like a live PowerPoint. And in the live PowerPoint, students can respond to slides, they can draw, they can interact. I mean, it's just a wonderful platform. The reason why I'm bringing up Pear Deck, in addition to all of their templates and stuff that they do, is that if you or your students are interested, they've actually created a template deck, they call it a wonder pack, for Stonewall Riots and Pride. So if your students, or maybe even you, if you're interested in learning more about it and just figuring out how to incorporate that into your work, I feel like that's a really great place to start because it also gives you opportunities to interact. Another thing that I would like to recommend, and this is not location specific, it's more just dependent on where you are. Um, there's a lot of virtual events that are pride related or even community based. I feel like because of the pandemic, there have been opportunities to take pride virtually. And that's a good thing because virtual pride also means that you have the opportunity to do more outside of just the month of June. So things like LGBTQAI community events, things like volunteering for LGBTQAI youth, uh, things like going to different events and different parades, and also, of course, having that close community for advocacy. If you're in an area that might not be supportive, the great thing about the internet is that there are opportunities to go beyond wherever you are. So I'd absolutely start there, taking a look at what kind of communities that can help foster your growth, your learning, and your celebrations of the community beyond June. And then last but not least, if you want to take this even further and go the conference route, one of the flagship opportunities for you to just kind of be involved with LGBTQAI, it's, I always pronounce it wrong, but it's G-L-S-E-N, um, Glissen, and they are definitely the flagship organization, especially when it comes to conferences, for really just supporting LGBTQAI students. And their whole mission is just being, or making sure rather, that students are able to learn and grow in a school that's environment free from bullying and harassment. Absolutely check out those resources. They've got so many to offer, especially if you're just beginning on this journey to making sure that students feel safe and supported with this topic. Wonderful place to go and they've got so much to offer. So again, thanks everybody. I'm Victoria Thompson. You can follow me on Twitter at Victoria the Tech, which is where I'm the most active. And I've got my website and all the other stuff that I do. But please take this opportunity to really lean into pride, not just in June, but really for the rest of your career. This is Sam Long. I'm a high school science teacher and trans man. Here's my summer listening, reading, and viewing list. 
to help you carry on the conversation about queer and trans perspectives beyond just Pride Month. Um, so I've got three recommendations. One is a podcast called One from the Vaults by Morgan M. Page. Um, the other one is a documentary called Southern Comfort. And the last one is a book called The Autobiography of a Transgender Scientist by Ben Barris. Um, so first is uh, the podcast, One from the Vaults. This is a sensational trans history podcast uh, by Morgan M. Page. Um, Morgan describes it as um, history is her favorite form of gossip. So it's um, interesting. It's juicy. Um, learn about real trans people from history, um, a lot of them from before the modern world and concept of transgender existed. Um, we have teachers, we have uh, prophets, we have inventors, um, scientists, musicians, and a lot of the time history is cloudy. We see that we don't know if these people would have necessarily identified as trans, but that's how we understand them today. We don't know, we don't have the voice of these people who are, are no longer living, but we can use our modern perspective to understand what went on in their lives. Um, often what went on involves a lot of entanglements of uh, social exclusion, of finding ways to live their lives and to be successful and to achieve their goals in a world that didn't really see them and wasn't built for them. The next recommendation is a documentary called Southern Comfort. It's about a man named Robert Eads, who is an American trans man, and it's centered around the last couple years of his life, being diagnosed with ovarian cancer and really struggling to get medical treatments from doctors um, living in the South. And we get to see Robert's chosen family, that, whom he surrounds himself with, and learn about his life. And the reason I chose this one is that despite many uh, wins, many uh, progressions in queer and trans rights, healthcare remains a glaring gap. And as we think about what pride means and what, uh, how we respond to diversity, you need to think about uh, healthcare outcomes. Why are they different and what needs to change there? The last recommendation is Ben Barris's autobiography. Uh, he was a transgender neuroscientist uh, with a very rich and successful career studying glial cells, a type of uh, cell. He, he explains what it is in the first half of biography very well. Uh, and then uh, also discusses his life and the experience of uh, growing up, going through school and academia and transitioning and how folks responded, how he responded and what he's done in hindsight. Uh, ben was a big advocate for um, stronger mentorship for trainee scientists and he was an active voice in discussions uh, within the science community about um, the question of whether men or women are inherently better or worse as scientists 
and he also was vocal in obviously in public discussions about transgender rights. Um, he reflects uh, many times that what, when he first transitioned, he gave a talk at the college where he was a professor, and somebody that, that didn't quite know him or, or uh, didn't realize that he had recently transitioned was overheard saying, oh, Ben Barris, his uh, talk was very good. His work is much better than his sister's. Um, so uh, thinking that uh, confusing Ben's former self as his sister, yet it was the same scientist with the same work. Um, so if you are interested in or involved in science education, definitely recommend checking this one out. The Autobiography of a Transgender Scientist by Ben Barris. Hi, this is Sherry Spalitz, and I um, would like to re recommend two books. Um, the first is Pet by Akweke Emizi, and um, rather than try to describe the book, I'm just going to read a, a quick um, description from a blog that I wrote on it. Um, Set in the city of Lucille, which prides itself on having eliminated monsters, the novel is populated with caring adults, curious young people, and familiar structures, family, school, home. There are secrets, plus a frightening history that should be remote, but is not. The characters are black folks, people I can imagine in my family, big, bold talkers, well-intentioned aunties and uncles, slick cousins. There are knowns and unknowns, patterns and assumptions, multiple lives unfolding at once. And um, what I, how I describe this, this book is that Pet is a sumptuous read that might easily go unnoticed, especially by adults. Dig into this book with your kids or on your own. It will not disappoint. Author Akweki Emisi has given the world a gift of mystery that calls forth understanding in the space of about 200 pages. Imagining that the book is crafted for young audiences makes me so much more hopeful about the power resting in our future generations. The next book I want to recommend is Real Life by Brandon Taylor. And um, in real life, Brandon Taylor examines the, um, actually a weekend of a black male researcher at a, uh, uh, in, in science, in the biological sciences, and um, he's in his PhD program, and it describes a weekend uh, spent with his white uh, colleagues who are a mix of gay and straight. Uh, the lead, the protagonist, Wallace, is a gay black man. And um, I, again, I'm going to read from a blog post that I wrote about it because I think that's easier. So um, I've just finished reading Brandon Taylor's debut novel, Real Life, and now I'm thinking not just about interiority, but specifically black male interiority, because that is the book's triumph page after ever loving page. Taylor gives us a whole black queer man as a protagonist whose inner life is rich, complex, and wonderfully nuanced. So um, that is my uh, brief pitch for you to read this book. There is some sexual violence that um, readers should be aware of, but it is also an absolutely remarkable um, display of writing craft and um, and that wonderfully captures the, the tensions, uh, racial, uh, sexual, um, social, 
all of these things uh, in this wonderful novel. So please check out Pet by Akweki Emisi and Real Life by Brandon Taylor. Hi, my name is Kanako Sua, and I'm an EAL teacher uh, working in Vietnam right now. One resource I've been loving this summer is a book called Reading the Rainbow, LGBTQ Inclusive Literacy Instruction in the Elementary Classroom by Caitlin Ryan and Jill Herman Wilmarth. While many of the professional development books focus on theory and leave it up to you to figure out how to put it into practice, this book not only provides the research, but it gives concrete examples for how to integrate queer literature in the classroom. As an elementary school teacher, I also appreciate that this focused particularly on the elementary classroom and includes tips and tricks for how to start a discussion with your class of younger students. There are anecdotes from actual classrooms that help me envision different ways the classroom discussions can play out, um, which really helps me prepare myself for how to respond to some of the comments that I might get from my students. Each of the scenarios or chapters include suggestions for resources that teachers in the book have used or recommended by the authors, which I also find helpful in planning for my lessons too. The, the concept that resonated with me the most from this book was that any literacy skill you teach in your classroom can be done through queer literature as your mentor texts. For example, one of the skills that I teach for my classes is compare and contrast we've historically done it using um, just regular novels, um, but I've never included in, intentionally included queer literature as something to practice with. But if we're comparing and contrasting characters from a book, let's say there's really no reason as to why those characters can't be queer. Um, character traits and descript- descriptive words applied to queer characters too. And I think that there could be more variety of things to look for in queer characters. So I'd recommend this book to anyone who's looking to be intentional about including queer literature and to those looking for guidance on starting conversations with your students. Um, I also felt like the phrase literacy instruction in the title includes not just literature and literacy skills, but also discussions that happen pre and post um, literacy lessons, which I'm sure many of you will find useful in your classroom. Hi, I'm Joe Langford. I'm a dad and master's level therapist and a sex educator for tweens, teens, and parents in Seattle, Washington. For the last 20 years, I've worked in that intersection of adolescence, sexuality, technology, and behavior, and I'm the author of The Pride Guide, a complete guide to sexual and social development, safety, and health, for queer youth and their families. Real world information and humor covering all aspects of LGBT adolescents, both online and off. This book is proudly the first puberty book specifically written for queer and particularly trans youth and their parents and professionals who support them. In my two decades of working with teenagers, I found that sex education materials meant to explain important basics to kids are too often not written with an empathic understanding of what those basics are. This is particularly obvious regarding books that include LGBT identities. Even when they do hit the mark, many focus on a limited scope of those basics, bodies, 
communication, what puberty looks like, sex, safety, etc. This book is written with those issues in mind, including universal topics that apply to everyone, such as values clarification, digital citizenship, responsibility. For LGBT youth specifically, this is a resource containing information on the unique issues queer youth face regarding what puberty looks like, particularly for trans kids, dating skills and violence, activism, coping with minority stress, sex ed, social media, puberty, personal safety, pronouns, and even peeing in public. It's available wherever books are sold in both hard and soft covers, as well as Kindle format. It's written primarily for youth aged 12 to 22, though it has a special section in the back devoted to parents, professionals, and other adults who support queer youth. Because one of the most consistent things I've seen in my practice is the impact of parental attitudes on kids, whether it's sharing values, setting limits, supporting them in times of trauma, or kicking them out on the street, the behaviors of parents impact a child, good or bad, in significant, significant ways. And parenting and supporting a queer kid is different than with non-queer kids. The dynamics are different, the stakes are higher, and as I remind parents in the book, being LGBT is the only minority in which you likely do not have similar people in your home or even extended family. Straight parents of queer kids have to develop a relationship with these things so that they can provide their kids with those same bigger picture ideas that ultimately will increase their resiliency and pride and reduce the harm that they may experience in the world. If you have a queer kid in your home or in your heart, check out the Pride Guide and do whatever you can, however small, to balance out the fear, ignorance, and otherness so many of us are dealing with right now. Happy Pride. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed to this episode. I think that's uh, an absolute amazing bank of resources for us to think about exploring this summer and beyond.